Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast. T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Really excited about this episode tonight. have two of my favorite people in. Uh, a recurring guest, Emily, formerly Smart Strickler. <laughs> What up, girl? Hey, sup? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, if someone may have not listened to an episode yet, uh, tell people what it is you yeah. do and how so, you're involved. So um, I am a graphic designer, but I'm involved in a ton of random various community things, um, and I'm very passionate about the arts, so it's kind of how we originally connected, I think, is through those channels-ish. Um, but so I own a local design studio called Toast Design Studio, so people are interested in graphic design or any of that you can find us at toast design studio but shout yeah. out to toast baby yeah toast <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much me i really love the killers so i'm very excited about this episode yes yeah. i am very excited we uh you know i talked about wanting to do more of a focus on music and because a lot of the times it felt like i had have guests on and would either run out of time because there's just so much to talk about we'd run out of time where we couldn't really get into the music a lot. So I thought it felt a lot of the times that I was like shoehorning in like, Oh yeah. And we talk about music. Yeah. And so <laughs> that was kind of my, you know, way to combat that is like, let's do all music centric episodes. And the natural way would, I thought would be to like feature individual bands that, you know, I found that I had in common that, you know, people that I had on liked or people that I talked to um, yeah. told me that they liked. And so that was kind of the, the rationale behind doing like the individual episodes. The first one was the Oasis one and I was insane. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty funny. You know, and, and originally I thought the Killers was a British band. Really? I, I did. I, I didn't know I that they were from. That. I don't know why. We can, we can get into it. Yeah. I can yeah. get into it. Yeah. But uh real quick we'll uh we'll introduce our other guest tonight. <laughs> Micah Young. One of my favorite tower employees. <laughs> What's going yeah, on, like Micah? Nice, like- oh, hey. I'm so excited to be here. I know. Micah, I uh, I listened to Steve Hill's podcast, All Kinds of Awesome. Um, shout out to that show. It's really great. Uh, him, Demi, and then Richard up there at uh, Blacken Studios. Um, it's a really good show. If you just They talk about everything. And yeah. I think Demi makes like a drink live on the show every Yes. Every episode. Ooh. It's just fun, yeah, people. Like, it's a really it. fun show to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. But you were on that, and um, I listened, and over the course of the episode, somehow it came up that you were a fan of The Killers. Yes. And I was already thinking about doing an episode. I text Emily about it, because I knew she had feelings about it. <laughs> and uh, Deep and, feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well-documented yeah. feelings. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, look, don't... Let's not sleep on Emily here. We have yeah. a, a uh, moderator of the Killers uh-huh. Forum yeah, live circa in studio. 2005. Yeah, Destiny yeah. is calling me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah <laughs> in person right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was kind of the pull. I was like, oh man, Micah likes the Killers. That's so cool. But you also, you're also a musician in your own respect, right? I am. Yeah. On good days, at least. Um, that's actually what brought me to Oklahoma City and really enjoy the art scene here as well. It's mm-hmm. very good. Cool. Originally it's from Austin, good. Though, right? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm originally from Temple, Texas, which is like an hour north of Austin. Oh, okay, so cool. Austin was like our adopted right. big city. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I, um, I think I met you just randomly when you started working here mm-hmm. at the Tower. And then just like 
I would see you every so often. But then when I heard you on that show, I was like, oh, shit. Because I don't think I knew. I think we had like a party up here once in the studio that we record in. Oh, yeah, Kelsey's And you did party. karaoke. And I was like, oh, shit, this girl can sing. Like, I damn. God, I did karaoke. Yeah. So then, yeah, you don't remember that? That was out of character for me. Oh. <laughs> I remember you singing that night. I was like, god damn. <laughs> well, thank I think you. you and Lindsay were both singing. Yes, yes. That would make more sense. Do you remember what song? Probably Amy Winehouse. <laughs> oh, I, nice, nice. It's it might hubris. have been, actually. It's Icarus flying too close to the sun, <laughs> but that's like my go-to because I have, yes. <laughs> Deep range. Someone yeah. called it husky once. I'm still yeah. healing from that. <laughs> oh. Well, no. Husky when you like when you jeans. first were like, "Hi," like in the mic, I was like, "Oh, damn!" Yeah, I, I don't like, know where that came from. Hi, I'm Micah. Yeah, no, I'm no, right. I'm but kidding. normally it's chipmunk voice, chipmunk voice. Yeah. Hi, I'm Micah. Yeah. But then every now and then, if I know there's a microphone, it's hey, hello, <laughs> hello, boy. I'm deep in my shit up. That's yeah. how I have to do when I answer a phone call or if I'm going through a drive-through. <laughs> I, hello, because I get mistaken me. for a yeah. woman so much. No. Really? I do. I find I that literally hard to do. believe. I'm like, my freaking voice isn't that high, is it? No, no, no. It, it, it was You're just like, then. It's not that high. It's not that high. <laughs> no, I would be a real pretty woman's aunt. Yeah. <laughs> true. Um, the beard really lends itself <laughs> to a feminine true. bearded visage. woman, man. Yeah. Join the circus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no. So visage. shout out to that I show. Said visage. I but visage. Oh. Excuse me. Emily's just going to take over here. Yeah. No, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you gotta sorry. Horn, I got to shoehorn that in. Yeah. Sometimes that happens to me. I'm like, fuck, I really wanted to say that real quick. Like, yeah, Well, I just, I made a horrible grammatical error and it was <laughs> shameful and embarrassing. You can't, so I just yeah. had to correct it. We can't hear, just in case, Miss Bartley or Miss Jennings from Memorial ends up listening to the show. K-Mac. We can't, or K-Mac. Yeah, yeah K-Mac didn't. I had K-Mac, yeah. Uh, we can't have them... Listening to this and being like, "What the fuck, man? Yeah, I thought like, those kids better than that." Me, even though Miss Jennings or Miss Miss Barley hated my ass. I mean, we've talked about. I didn't have her, so I don't have the the energy related to that dynamic. But the worst. Apologies. Anyway, yeah, it's always funny because like it was one of those things. Me and Emily realized that we both went to the same high school, but didn't know. Yep. And so it's yep. always funny, like. You could be like, oh, do you have Connected. this fucking teacher? I hated yeah. her ass. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask one question yeah. about this? In y'all's English curriculum, mm -hmm. did you guys read like classic books? Yes. So, did you read yeah. Catch 22? I, I no, don't think so. I, someone was just talking to me about this, and okay. for some reason, I didn't read it, and I'm not sure why. Okay. Because Zach swears up and down he's never read like any yeah, of the big no. ones. Yeah, no. And so he, we went to the same school. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, for some reason, someone was just talking to me so. about it, and I was very like, I don't know about we that. We read like book, the like, Great Gatsby. All we read those. Great Gatsby, okay. um, Pride and Pred Prejudice. We read in high school, and at the time, I was very much like, eh, whatever. But it is now one of my favorite. Weren't books you just of watching all time. that movie the other day? I was. I, I shared it on my Instagram. I thought I, I saw that. love Pride and Prejudice. It, it's it gets better with every read, with every watch. <laughs> if you want to watch the BBC series, if you want to watch the Keira Knightley movie, it's top tier. Top so, tier, well, baby. Anyway, you but heard yeah, it here no, first. I don't think we read. Okay, Catch I don't think we read that shit. Yeah. All right, no, I and I don't know why. It. Something I don't know. Does it fit into the Edmund lifestyle? Maybe. I yeah, <laughs> I don't remember looking at the cliff notes yeah. on that one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. God dang that's it, a, that's a telltale <laughs> sign. Deeply, like, <laughs> hurts my heart when you say that. But. Um. Anyway, anyway, what were we talking about? The killers. The oh yeah, that's what. No, I mean it was a cool thing to hear. You know, it just feels like such an organic jumping off point that you yourself are also a musician to hear a, a band that influenced you. Do you feel like yeah. it had a pretty profound influence on your music, you think? Um, y yes, I think more so in 
this way I approached music um, because I feel like the Killers as a band have given themselves so much space with how much their albums differ from one another in a sense that they can honestly just kind of chase whatever they want to and it's still in their wheelhouse. And so I think I admired that kind of freedom that they gave themselves. Yeah. And yeah, they didn't that. put themselves in a box, right? Exactly. And like people dunk on them all the time for that, but I think it's admirable personally. Well, I don't understand. It's like why don't why don't all their albums sound the same? It's like cuz they're a good fucking band. Right? Yeah. They know how to do more than one song. And I do feel like early on people because there were so many comparisons and they were kind of this gateway to British rock maybe pop rock synth rock and that may be why yeah. i thought that yeah because it was that, like that's the vibe. why they were really derivative is a harsh word to say mm. but they they were very much inspired by that very vocally inspired by mm-hmm. that and i feel like early on there were so many articles about comparisons to like new order or oasis or whomever yeah that um I think people were kind of expecting it to stay that way forever. And I feel like Brandon Flowers, the lead singer, has always been pretty vocal about, no, this inspires me as well. Or why he takes his risk or why he moves in a different direction or how those things inspire him in other ways, be it in dress or flamboyancy (laughs) or however he chooses to put it out there. No, I like that. I mean, it's definitely true. And that's like. Really, like, the jumping-off point that I wanted to start with was, like, that influence and everything. Yep. But real quick, we got to give a shout-out to our boys over at Vanessa House. Yeah, like Keeping us, keeping us uh, well-parched here. Or uh, from Wait, being no. parched. No, Opposite. from being parched. Well-hydrated. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, heck oh, yeah. yeah. That's ASMR for sure. <laughs> so go check them out. Uh, I think their brewery opened this on 9th Street. It's off Automobile Alley yep. over there by Hideaway, where the beer flows like wine. Yep, every time. <laughs> and the women will flock to us. Like what did you drink? Salmon I got the T-shirt co. Yeah, I got the T-shirt co ale. This is a new one. I've not had this one yet. So. I know it just came. It's out. not. I don't. Is I don't know if it's new. Actually, it's new it's, to me. Yeah, it's new. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. That they, counts. Uh, it's good. They have like a little story behind like all their beers, why they named it. Yeah. And this one's because like before they even like had their like shit, their beer like finished and everything. They had T-shirts. Nice. And so someone like was was a. Uh, like roasting them they're like is that like you guys like a t-shirt company like you don't have beer yet i like that and so they're like fuck you it's like a judo move they're like let's make a beer and call it t-shirt yeah. company yeah i respect I like it, it. Yeah. so shout out to vanessa house y'all shit's on point real tasty mm-hmm. <laughs> we love you i'm not had one i disliked <laughs> so far so for sure that's a good sign but that was a jumping off point like i was saying with, that i wanted to start out with because i think it's just like a cool way to figure out like you know, how did we get into mm-hmm. these bands and what makes this band stick out so much? To us? So talk about that. What's like yeah. your intro to that band? Like, how did you find the band? How did you start listening to the Killers, Micah? Um, for me personally, my sister was really good about giving me hand-me-down artists. Um, so I think the first one she showed me was probably Mr. Brightside. And then... Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just geeked out on it for a really long time and... That was pretty much it. I, of course, got way too into it and was yeah. on a forum at one point. Holy oh, shit. Yeah, what if Y'all we might have been on the same, the same forum. Time That's and I was we like moderating about. your comments. Were there riddles on yours? Because there were a lot of riddles. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there was a phase of that. So it was, I don't know. Now I feel like I'm jumping ahead or whatever. No, no, go ahead. So <laughs> I, I got into the killers through um, 
just just seeing them. I think I saw the music video before school in the mornings. Um, I'd wake up really early and I would have a bowl of cereal and wake myself up by watching music videos on VH1 and MTV. And right. somebody told me came out and I it it changed my world. I was just like, this is the shit. Like, yeah. this is music <laughs> that I can I I don't know. Brush I identify. My teeth with. Shit. Yeah, no, it <laughs> it was fucking great. And so. I just went online. I wanted more of it. I wanted more of this band's music, whatever. And this is even, I mean, sharing music, illegally, your lime wires and stuff. Uh -huh. I think we're kind of around at that point, but Definitely. not, not as accessible like us as you would assume. So like I was still very much buying CDs or listening to the radio or like desperately trying to catch the song if, if I wanted yeah. to hear right. it. And so I went online trying to find more of it. And so I fell into the this forum that wasn't an official forum at the time and it didn't have moderators early on. It was just a bunch of nerds that were like, it's like the old west yeah the like, killers exactly like the old west of the internet frankly it was just like some <laughs> forum like I don't even know what platform what website I like where it was being hosted and we would just talk <laughs> about the killers and like all the and absorb it and I became very obsessed in like I I never I liked in sync a lot. I liked boy bands, but I was never obsessed to like that next level kind mm -hmm. of fandom or, or mania. Right. And the killers was kind of for me where I was just, I absorbed all of it. I would go to Barnes and Noble and buy like NME magazine because yeah. there, like there was a small article and there'd be like a picture or something with it. Um, so I got very invested in these forums and communicating with these people. And we'd, we'd share like, like demos that someone had found and uploaded the internet or we'd share like b-sides and stuff before the sawdust album came out like yeah glamorous indie rock and roll which oh is God. so like on the spot it's, it's just yes. like so heavy-handed like that song there were a couple others that were like demos or covers or whatever that I was very into um all the pretty faces like when that was like a new song for them but they were only playing it at live shows and I would just look for like the next I don't know, good quality thing. version yeah, yeah, yeah. of it. Yeah. So I was on that for a couple of years, I think. And then eventually it was so prolific amongst prolific. not the right word, but it was so, I don't know, fans were on it enough mm -hmm. that the main killers website oh. was like, we're just going to adopt you. It was very popular to have right. a forum on your official website at that point. So they were like, oh, we'll pull you over and make you the official forum instead of this half-assed one. Right. You um, were chosen. The, the form was chosen, one. yeah, and so they needed moderators at that time, and so I was like, oh yeah, but I'm, I like, I feel like I've played that. Uh, now I'm like, like too, I'm like, I, I've talked too much about it or whatever because I, I really wasn't a moderator for it for that long because I got more involved in school. I wasn't just a weird nerd sitting in my room being on the internet obsessed with the killers all the time. I actually made friends and got out of my home, <laughs> and so once, once I didn't have as much time to devote to it, it was like more like I check back in and it would be the same people that I had been talking to were still super active. So that was a really long winded explanation of that's how I became like a moderator for this board and why I got involved in it and that potentially our paths cross digitally. So. That's crazy. I was um, wondering that if maybe you like saw some shit on there, yeah. yeah. but what was that that you were telling me that it was like some word searches or some shit? I, what was it? There were so many fun activities. The one I remember very <laughs> clearly, <laughs> I remember very clearly it was like a word jumble or something oh, and shit. it was all with lyrics and the actual lyric was the stars were burning like rebel diamonds. Yeah. And everybody tried it. And one day I had really been stewing on it for yeah. a long time, like yeah. obsessive. 
And finally I got it. And that was like the most yeah. life affirming moment. It's all been steadily downhill from there. <laughs> you I mean, too soon. No, that, really that's did. like the energy. You're like, I was 14 and like on this board, like Emily's like, I wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the thing. like, you're on these boards and you're like, yeah, I got this shit. Right? I think, I feel like that was part of the, maybe the Samstown era, because I feel like there was yeah. a lot of riddles where they like teased the Samstown album in like these very like hidden ways. Cause even the website had some like probably like flash animation kind of deal where it was like, you'd have to pick out hidden things yeah. and like, yeah. So that, that was definitely a way that they like, whatever marketing team was like, this is how we're going to release Sam's town it online. That's kind of dope. Worked. It did. And so like, we're all just like desperately like, please, like we need a little more. We need like yeah. a new song or we need whatever. So. That or is just so fun. a complete ego boost of figuring out a lyric from well, reading my yeah. mind. <laughs> That's really all I'm here for. It's yeah. just complete yeah. unfettered narcissism. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that, that was what you needed back then. That's what yeah. gave you the high. I mean, Instagram didn't. You didn't get likes from anyone. Oh, no, yeah. It was the high I needed of like, that dopamine the validation hit. of like, yeah, 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 a yeah. little more intellectual. So yeah. Like, okay. Forum win. Yeah. yeah. That worse. is hilarious. That it's yeah. like, I never even thought, because I never got on forums. Like I never, that's just not something yeah. I did. Good for you. But for you Honestly. to both be on one, I'm like, that's fucking <laughs> well, bananas. But the other thing was like. The same one, probably. There was a probably. level of. Not wholesomeness, but like there, there was a level of fanness. I, I don't know the purity of the fans for the killers that they were so invested in <laughs> right. the music and what they were about and whatever. Mm -hmm. Whereas pretty soon thereafter, I became deeply invested in Fallout Boy, and the forums mm -hmm. for that were horrific. It was fan fiction. It was oh like my. Pete Wentz's dick pics when his sidekick got hacked. It it was a dark kick? space. Wow. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll I'll tell you what the was uh, and everyone like made their icons like these dick pics of Pete Wentz on this thing when they were anyway mm -hmm. that was a very dark part right. of the internet that like was strange and the fandom was uncomfortable like the toxic fandom it's yeah. not even it's like toxic maybe I don't know it was just weird whereas like the killers it was like people gave so many shit that's how I discovered so many bands that's how I like I don't know, came to have a, like my own musical taste where I was cool and not just like listening to the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like at least with like my friends watching how all of us interacted with the music we were interested in, the killers mm -hmm. seemed less, sounds weird, but less sexualized than other bands. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's true. It was all about the music. With them. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like. I'm going to be Mrs. Flowers. It right. Was, I really <laughs> That's like true, though. this guy's weird feather that it, You are correct, mm -hmm. though. Yeah. Like, it's not bad at I, all. Yeah, okay. it was Zanga versus Tumblr. You will not be Tumblr. Mrs. Flowers. But I, <laughs> yeah. I will say, though, it is Zanga versus Tumblr very fully. But I will say, I do remember when the All These Things That I've Done video came out. Um, and there there's a scene where he's in the shower or whatever. And I remember everyone losing their shit on the forums. Like, have you all... And it's like, it shows nothing it is like an upper arm like yeah. it, it is very wholesome and like everyone lost their shit they were just like this is all we needed to sustain us and it was like that was it <laughs> it's we like moved a little on. yeah we had we had like a like a two-week thing where it was mm -hmm. like maybe not even that where people are just like fuck yeah like this is what i needed <laughs> and then it was just people moved on and it wasn't like no one had to make a fan fiction about it like it was fine <laughs> time moves on yeah, yeah. um that's a nice little dig there yeah no, that's funny, man. Like, it, it is definitely, like, I could see that for sure because, you know, even, like, 
you mentioned Fall Out Boy. I think that mm-hmm. got to be where it was like, isn't Pete Went so hot? And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. he doesn't. Everyone thought he was the lead singer. And I'm I like, poor I Patrick. I was very into Patrick at first, honestly. I was just like, uh, the, the Sugar chops. We're Going Down video, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's kind of like the chops. He got his comeuppance. Yeah. He has, time That's has true. been kind Oh, he's still, yeah. yeah. That's true. And he's like producing and shit. Like he produces yeah, a lot no, of it, bands. And yeah. he had like a brief little solo kind of stint that is a little more R&B heavy that I'm about. Yeah. And he was never romantically involved with a Simpson. Yeah. It's fair. He was never on One Tree Hill. Never had a child <laughs> name. Mowgli. I won't bring the children in. Oh, no, no. But Keep their names out yeah. of your mouth. Keep their names out of it. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a little strange, but. No, for yeah. sure. But that, I mean, obviously, you know, we've talked about some of the other bands um, from around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, their contemporaries and even people that maybe have influenced them. But more than more so than that, I think they themselves have had a profound impact on music, mm-hmm. not only with their contemporaries, but paving the way for people even today. Like, I think, I don't know, there's really a, a very, like, sh- uh, stark shift in, like, tone and, like, the way that they were approaching music whenever they came out. Because I feel like on the American side, there was really nobody that sounded like them. Absolutely. Which is why it made me yeah. think, I, I yeah. think now is like, maybe that's why that made me think that they were British. Um, because like there's, okay, so there's like the site, Last FM. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I don't I'm ever, familiar with yeah. Last uh-huh. FM. So I never really yeah. use it, but they have a really cool like similar artists thing mm-hmm. that I found like a bunch of bands I like from. Yeah. So I was like, well, let me look at what they have on here. And like, it's literally like all, like it's a bunch yeah. of European shit. So like Kaiser Chiefs. Block Party, probably. Franz Ferdinand's on here. Yeah. The Strokes are, are Modest from, Mouse. Yeah, from Strokes New York, but yeah. I also thought that they were British yeah. when I first heard them. That track. Kasabian, Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, Arctic Monkeys, Ar- I think. But yeah, the one, this yeah. is the one I was looking for, was that I most, like, found them to be, like, was Keen. It was very, like, really? piano-driven. Like, the huh. way, I think it's because of the the time in which I found them. It was around, well, like, the certain the same time. And so I think that's why I always really liked them together, because... Really, Keen is more of like that piano-driven, like kind of strident choruses. Yeah. But I don't know why I always liken them to each other. But they're on here, and I was just like thinking. I haven't even looked at this yet, but they're like number ten or something on this like similar artists. Who's yeah. number one? Uh, Brandon Flowers. Oh. <laughs> Brandon Flowers. Yeah. Franz Ferdinand's number two, and yeah. then The Strokes number three. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I as far as like contemporaries, I think. That there was definitely, you know, a change whenever they came onto the scene that there was like, it was a kind of that phenomenon of, man, there's not really a lot that sounds like this, like, especially stateside. So I don't know if you guys got a lot of that or what your feelings are on that. I, well, yeah, I don't want to like overtake this, but um, I absolutely felt that way because... I feel like before that point, rock was kind of going through uh, grunge maybe is the right genre, but like there there's kind of, you had like from Nirvana all the way to more like pop radio friendly, like Creed or something like that. I feel like Bad that rock. was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that was kind of the sound I feel like leading yeah. up to it. And then what for lack of, again, n- not necessarily knowing the genre, like Gilmore girls music, kind of a deal leading up to it where it was like not necessarily like full pop music but like that was kind of the sounds that were dominating in my opinion at the time and you well you also I feel like there were bands like 
Papa Roach and shit like that that were kind of also like trapped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I feel like there were bands like that. And then when the killers hit, it was the first time that I'd heard, you know, an American like Franz Ferdinand, bands like that kind of came over here. I really, really block party to the killers for some reason. I fuck a block party yeah. so heavy too. And, and I feel like those and uh, Kaiser Chiefs, especially as well, mm-hmm. those bands kind of got big yeah. at the same time as the killers. They're number five on the list of similar artists. Yeah. Nice. Um, and so they, they were the American band that was doing it though. And obviously, all of their influences, Brina Flowers was very vocal about them being these older British synth rock pop whatever bands. Right. And so. For me, even, you know, as I'm absorbing all of this information about them, that's why I was going out and getting NME magazine. When I was downloading, like, videos of their live performances, it was all, like, Tea in the Park or Glastonbury, Glastonbury, whatever. It it was all these, like, more UK-heavy venues that Mm -hmm. I was having access to them. So I would say definitely, like, they brought that sound and... I would argue that they made way for more bands like Death Cab for Cutie or Bright Eyes even to become more mainstream because they kind of got pushed into the indie genre here. And I feel like there's some, I don't know, level of those bands becoming popular or mainstream because of the killers. Well, I think you're yeah. right because it did definitely start out, I feel like it started out as like a very indie, but then they were, they had some of these elements that were able to kind of get them into that pop, mm-hmm. that pop, uh, like scene. And so, you know, I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I do think that it's like a lot of the contemporaries that makes, you know, that kind of puts that them in the headspace is like Keen and all those bands. And I think you even made like the joke that it was like, whenever I first had you on, like your the first episode yeah. that I had you on, that it was like, I was like, what's like your taste of music? And you're like, basically anybody it was like the 05 Glastonbury like Festival. set list or whatever. Yeah. Like and I was like, lineup. damn, like I yeah. know exactly what that was. And the first band I thought of was Keen. And, I don't, and then it's yeah. just like, it's funny how like you put bands together like that because like I discovered them at the same time. Now, do I necessarily think that they sound alike? No, probably well, not really. Well, so but when you say Keen, I didn't really get into their first, it might even be their first and second album so much. But when they released Under the Iron Sea, which was a little bit later, that sounds a little bit more like that genre to me they were still a little light like maybe you'd see them on Grey's Anatomy or something I I, I don't no, know yeah. I, I felt or yeah. like Snow Patrol I feel like them and Snow Patrol were almost this like I was just thinking Snow other Patrol when like said that. light genre um lighter genre I guess in terms of their sound um so Keen for me didn't really come into the picture till a little bit later but I would say that they were one of those bands that was like that um yeah I don't know I think they were all, I mean, they were definitely like on that same circuit. So yeah. it's just like, I think it comes to like the proximity of it. You know what I mean? Well, and I'm thinking, who have we talked about? Like Razorlight, Rooney even a little bit relates to the killers for me. Yeah, because so, Rooney is like a little bit more garage. Well, um, I don't know if you were into the show, The O.C. I love I that show. I was very into The O.C. That's and so I first when heard they, Rooney. It, well, yeah. So they had um, the... Bait Shop, I think, was the fake like music venue in the series. And they had the Killers and play they had there. The killers, I think yeah. they had Franz Ferdinand play. They had Rooney play. A lot of people like, had their, like, their yeah. first show there. Yeah. I fucking love Rooney. Yeah. I love Rooney, too. So, um, the OC. Did you watch the OC? I didn't. Okay, no. so the OC had a, a fake shop that was like, all right, music venue where they played music. The Killers were on it. 
so, they were on the OC and it, I don't know that that was part of those mix albums actually are still some of my favorite fucking CDs fire baby. That's what, so I think it's the OC mix too. I think smile like you mean it is on mix two. Um, the Chris Mika album mix three is still one of my favorite holiday albums to play. So was the OC a CW show? It was on, but it was before uh, CW. Was it was on CW? CW? I think okay. it was still like WB, WB. or some shit yeah. like that. Who, and it has Seth Cohen in it. And okay. Ryan Atwood. I don't know. Those are the main characters. Whoever but. they have doing their like music, music. curating is pretty solid. No, yeah. I mean, the yeah. theme song, Phantom Planet. Yeah. Well, I mean, really? Fuck. Yeah. California. What? Yeah. That's yeah. a theme song for the OC. That was, I used to play that on repeat. Yeah. Dude. It's phenomenal. I fucking love that song. It's so good. We'll just get it off really and do a, a, the OC episode real quick. Yeah. Music of the yeah. OC. <laughs> Music of the OC. Yeah. Mixtape volume one. We should do like an analyzing the soundtracks well, episode. That'd be fucking fire. That would be so much fun. I am wondering now too. I feel, I'm making a connection in my mind and it might be. This might be too much of a pull, but so I want to say that the guy that did the music for that maybe worked with like Zach Braff or something on music for some like Scrubs? not Garden State, no, uh, not Garden State. Garden State's soundtrack like, was fucking was, fire too. I think too, it's though. called The Last Kiss, maybe. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Zach Braff was in a movie with Rachel Bilson, who was right. on the OC, Su- and she plays Summer. Yes, and um, the OC. Best. She's Bay. Second best character to Seth <laughs> Cohen. So yeah, she's pretty top tier, um, but. I, I feel like maybe they like had some shared musical stuff. Definitely. Maybe I could be totally off base in making this connection based on that. But I think that's because I feel like the Shins and Image and Heap were all kind of connected as well yep. tangentially to bands like the Killers that were being featured. So yeah, well yeah, like I, and I definitely think that that I mean there's probably something there because all the movies Zach Braff does, the fucking soundtracks are just flames, dude. So like, it's good. so good. You mentioned Garden State, like. It's yeah. so good. It That's for really shins good. all the way through, right? Um, it, it's heavy on he, the shins. Say heavy there, for there's sure. some. I think he has. Uh, this is another random. I think he Do has Remy think? Zero on several of his soundtracks, and Remy Zero did the um, theme song for Smallville, which is how I like came to know them. Right. Um, so I feel like he has some Remy Zero mixed in there, and then. I'm trying to remember. There's a couple other, but I feel like the others were not as well known. And I'm trying to remember if Image and Heap was on. Well, it's Fru Fru is on it Garden was. State, which is Image yeah, they and were Heap. okay. Yeah. So Iron and Wine. There's other good. Oh shit. yeah, Iron Thievery and Wine. Corporation. Yep, man. It's fucking banger after banger on that shit. I the Shins, Coldplay, Zero Seven. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. It was a, lot a good great time for music, honestly, and that's probably mm-hmm. the golden age. It's baby. probably the coolest I've ever been like <laughs> listening to the killers made me the coolest I've ever been in terms of my musical taste definitely. frankly yeah. like I've never regained that status in my life I definitely I know my husband is like that you peaked when I met you and that's it it's been <laughs> all downhill from there so like I don't know it, it was a great time to be alive honestly and it was like we weren't oversaturated in some way and it was kind of weirdly almost like pre MySpace in some ways I could see that so I don't know it was just what a time to be alive you guys. it was good right? I mean it was good well and also my other embarrassing thing so hand-me-downs for my sister mm-hmm. and then my other big like musical curator was my dad um and so I was really heavy into like a bunch of late 60s early 70s music and like 
um, the Moody Blues were one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. And Moody yeah. Blues and Super Tramp are two of my big reference points for the killers. Cause that, really? Yeah, not in like the most direct way, yeah. um, but I feel like just in the way that they approach it, there's mm-hmm. definitely... I can see that. Yeah, because they come at it from a full album standpoint where it's a journey that you're going on and this is like a specific era for them. And if you don't listen to it in that order sometimes, you know, especially is it Samstown has an interlude yes and same time it has like a an interlude intro. And ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. Exit, exit yeah <laughs> I, you know, I remember th- i think i just l- was listening to that today and i think it has like an exit lude yeah yeah, yeah though we so hope like, you enjoyed your show <laughs> yeah i always get that i'm not gonna sing it there's yeah. a little bit that gets yeah. stuck in my head constantly on a loop from that yeah <laughs> well okay so this this is my time for my big story, guys. Yes. My, oh, my interview that I remember that has stuck with me since probably two, 2005, 2006 or whatever. Um, I read an interview in one of my, probably it was in NME, if I had to guess. Um, and Brandon Flowers actually interviewed Noel Gallagher. And I remember one of the questions he asked him was, when you're writing music, do you envision the music video that goes along with it? Like, do you have a visual in mind that goes with your songs? And... <laughs> Noel Gallagher was just like, no, never. I just make the music. Shit. And it was like, I I could feel from the paper just reading it. I was like, Brandon Flowers' soul has been crushed in this moment. I I related to him. Yeah, I like I I I felt for him. I was mortified. I was sympathetic for him. It was such an impactful interview. I still think about it where I'm just like, oh God, his hero. (laughs) You're just like in the shower, like he very very much literally. Because he, he, he afterwards was like, oh, really? Are you sure? Like, I often think of, like, visuals in mind with my music when I'm creating. It, like, it was like he tried to, to, like, get him back around. Like, you never think about it. Mm-hmm. And, and and he was just shut down. Yeah. So fully. And it was like, for one of his heroes to just, tr- like, that's it. Like, cut it off right there. It'd be like that, man. But also, you like, play with a Gallagher. You get burned. I know. I mean, I mean, yeah. come on. Like, you know he's a dick. Like... Yeah. Yes, but it was also just, I don't know. I still I still felt for my boy. <laughs> Bless your man. He's yeah. so yeah. scrappy though. He rebounded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh, he bounced back. Yeah. But but I feel like that's how I always do. Especially at that age, I think it also really. I think one of the reasons it resonated and stuck with me is because anything that I was creating, photography. If I had photography at the time, I named it. And of course, this is like high school era photography, right? But I would name the titles always after songs that I was into. And this was like when I first started dabbling in graphic design or having a concept of graphic design being a thing outside of just straight up traditional visual arts. And it was always like inspired by like music that I was listening to. And so like for me, I was like, yeah, you think of the v- visuals connected with the right. sound and it's like, it's so interconnected. So I don't know, but it was traumatic on multiple levels and <laughs> it's just stuck with me. She's so. like, she's like crushed on behalf of him. Like, fuck. I, re- I truly was. And it, it just, I mean, yeah, he bounced back. You're he, a true, a you're a true empath. A yeah. Yeah. True. Honestly, it's, it's a problem, but <laughs> no, it, it just has stuck with me. And I, I think that speaks to the fact that each album very much has a theme and a yeah. look and, and the fact that they have changed from album to album and not really given too many shits of the consistency or if yeah. people are going to be like, 
uh, that's not cool or whatever or <clears throat> shit on them for it. Yeah. No. Because people look at it as if it's just this lack of attention. A lot of people mm-hmm. who criticize the killers. But I think it's the opposite. They're so meticulous in everything they do. Um, also, my random tidbit. I saw them on the Battleborn tour. And oh, it was so good. If we've oh. got stories later, if we are just grasping for something, but he, um, <laughs> <laughs> but Brandon Flowers at some point on stage just mentioned something about how he has a Nord, like this really nice keyboard. He mm-hmm. hand glued every single rhinestone I that mean, is completely covering shit. it. That's in line. There is, there does seem to be something about his personality that's very. That, like, that's his energy. He would hand glue. He's like some desert. type A yeah. shit, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, but... Like, he's I, just, like, that that meticulous? I, Is that well, what you mean? or just that, like, dedicated to his vision. Right, yeah, his craft. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. His craft, yeah. yeah. I could see it, man. I could see him, like, gluing his feathers on during the, like, sandstone era. <laughs> yeah. Like, he is personally He probably hand-stitched his, his, uh, yeah. his old Napoleon jacket that yeah. he wore. <laughs> exactly. I like to think <laughs> that the feathers became part of his anatomy. Exactly. Like, they yeah. just sprout out of I mean, the drip was real. Yeah. Like, that dude's got swagger for days. He's yeah. like, swag on London. It's true. Well, and so he was kind of the first time I personally was exposed to like men wearing eyeliner. And it's like a thing. The guy liner. Yeah. Well, but but people were making a lot of um, guy liner was a term that I got into (laughs) with Pete Wentz. Let's take it back to fallout. Oh my. Everything (laughs) goes back to fallout. Yeah. So um, let's not get it twisted. But uh, (laughs) no, he, he, uh, I remember people making compare. He went through like kind of a weird flamboyant femme phase towards the mm-hmm. end of the hot fuss era. And I remember people making a lot of comparisons to like David Bowie and stuff. And at the time I wasn't as familiar with David Bowie's music. And so now like as an adult thinking back to that, I'm like, that's reaching a little bit. Yeah, I don't think he was ever to was, those extremes. I mean, but, that's not to the point. That's like Bowie is like to the point of androgyny. Exactly. And I feel like Brandon Flowers, were, I don't think was ever at that level. I, but I feel like he, I remember reading like, no, people, you're right. That's what like got me like, oh, I should look up David Bowie and see mm-hmm. the comparison. Really, the killers were a gateway in so many ways because of those comparisons that were being made, right. regardless of how accurate they were. And it, now I would say that it's it's fairly what? inaccurate, but I guess it was so radical for what was happening in music at the time, maybe. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. and it's Bo- guys like Bowie paved the way for guys like Brandon to be exactly. able to do what he was doing. Exactly. Which Brandon and those guys paved the way for, like, you know, I, I think bands that are, like, super... In the same kind of like realm, or I'm I'm trying to figure out how I, like I want to phrase this. Like I don't think bands like Walk the Moon and shit like that would right. be as big as they are today if it wasn't for the Killers doing what they did in like right. the mid two thousands. I would agree with that because I feel like I mean you can argue that every decade was the big crossover or like right. Mm-hmm. I hate using indie as a genre, but right, right. like indie mainstream crossover time but I really feel like the early 2000s were such like a foundation laying era for you know we can yeah consider indie now yeah like alternative having a strong spot in top 40 that because like uh to this day Mr. Brightside is almost always in the top 100 which is insane to me that's fucking crazy is it really yeah that's That's what a good ass song right it it like never dies. <laughs> it's weird. I remember having some sort of like, um, I don't know, n- negative feelings toward it because 
I got in at somebody told me. So when they yeah, started having right. this mainstream success, it was like someone knew my secret almost. I remember mm-hmm. some kid performed one of the songs at like our school talent show in high school. And I was so deeply personally offended because it was like, you can't be a popular kid and be into the shit. I mean, oh, it's like, like, feels like you, a bastardized yeah. it. Yeah. And I remember like going back to my like chemistry teacher or something and being like, it, it fucking sucked. And he was like, that's a little aggressive. Like this kid is your peer and he's just trying his best. But, but he's was, a piece of shit. Well, K-Mac. That, that's what it was not. K-Mac, actually, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I just remember being so like possessive, like, yeah. and, which is so shitty in terms of like the well I heard them first but it was more like not feeling like I fit in and it was my personal like secret where I like went to the internet and like had a group of friends you know and so it it really like offended me to know that other people liked what I liked because it was like this is mine well it's like to the point where you're like they don't invest themselves in this the way that I invested myself in this like they don't take it serious type of thing yeah it's like how it feels yeah. At the end of the day, it's just music, you know. It's like if if it's like yeah. I feel the same way about Kings of Leon a lot because you know yeah. that's my favorite band. People yeah. are like, "Do you love Sex on Fire?" And I'm like, Go "I was like, if yourself. that's the yeah. if that's the song that Four brings you, is the shit, brings though. you over to Talahina, then Four K. I actually yeah. found uh, I welcome, yeah. Kings of Leon through the Killers. Yeah, like it was on the the like forums or whatever, and I like got really into their. Is it Aha Shake Heartbreak? I think oh, is that yeah, the first second. album. It was is that indeed. the second one? The first full length was Youth and Young Manhood. Okay, that and makes then, sense. And okay, so, check you out, Mike. Okay, yeah. I knew I'm I fucked with you. I'm working on a for a project. Oh, that's right. She's a uh, yeah. We'll have to get into that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Actually, technically, I can't because I had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. We will on not be getting into that on the mic. We will not be getting into it. They're number nine on the bands that sound alike. Yeah, to yeah. The Killers. So with that, I think a lot of you mentioned earlier we talked about it several times actually the uk influence Mm -hmm. i firmly believe that americans digest things better when we've sent it to england first and repackaged it. speaking of kings of leon yeah so like the killers kings of leon those bands killed it in the uk when americans would have nothing to do with it even like the blues when it was in america at first we were like "Eh." and then all of a sudden you have the Rolling Stones bringing it over, and everyone's like, "We've never heard this. This is incredible." Okay, you did, yeah. yeah. Or like the Mumford and Sons situation. It, absolutely. So yeah. I think that those are very much in the same category because it's bands that are taking risks and hearkening back to things that we've heard before. And in America, it would have been viewed as like too derivative or too forward thinking. But yeah. the second England says yay yeah. then we're like oh yeah like this is it. so cool I know it's about crazy it yeah. how they're like happens, from though. Las Vegas anyway so it's yeah. like they're American yeah well it's just funny too even just like you know referencing back to I initially thought they were a British band mm-hmm. because like everything that I was like seeking out on my own was all shit that was like that you know yeah. I was like yeah. Super fucking with bands like Interpol and like Kaiser Chiefs. Oh yeah, Chiefs. Interpol. Like, That's a good comparison I, too. To yeah, super I, into those. Where's Interpol at on this list? God I um, <laughs> literally just there. bought an Interpol album on vinyl, and it's the one before Antics, I think, and I don't remember what it's called, but I just bought it on vinyl. I was in Guest Room Records, the one in Norman, and nice. it, they were playing it that day, and they just happened to have it in, vi- and I was just like. This is this is the energy my body needs right now. <laughs> yes. I'm buying it. I'm Interpol taking it home. Interpol is not even until the second that. page of what? For, uh, really? similar. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. I get it a little bit. I feel like maybe I associate them with the Killers only because of the other music I was listening to at the time, rather than there being a direct connection in terms of sonically. Same with Keen. Same thing with yes. Keen. 
Um, uh, no, go ahead. Spotify and I have been doing some work on my daily mixes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, I know that life. Yeah. Daily mix one at the current moment is pretty much all Killers, Kings of Leon, and Interpol. So Spotify is on our side on this. Okay. Yeah. Shit. They, they have the got data, man. On. They yeah, got the data. They do. Mm-hmm. They understand. I'm a, I'm about that. Yeah. That's just they, how how to the pulse our hands are, Emily. That we're like we're on that wavelength. Yeah, we know. We know the connections, <laughs> you and you just validate it. us. I'm it's great. here for validation. God bless you, Micah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got a role to fill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, we, I think we've kind of danced all around it, but it's like. You know, we talk about like the contemporaries and even the influence on bands that they've had, um, you know, at that time. But is there anyone that you think just like in your opinion that, you know, I kind of tabbed uh, Walk the Moon. Is there someone like like that that sticks out to you at all that you're like, man, like this is like you guys better think the killers because they were doing this shit in 05, like 04. I will probably defer to you guys on this because honestly... Again, going back to, I think my music taste has gone so downhill <laughs> since that period that like most of the music I listen to now, I honestly, I stay fairly far away from what I would consider that genre for the most part now. They're, as like a, the, as like the contemporaries now. Yeah, like there's a now. lot of it that that I don't like very much. So and you, even you mentioned like Mumford and Sons, which isn't obviously like directly you know, yeah, related, but like, I'm not, I'm not in that zone. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, I, I'm not about a lot of that music. I've gotten more, I, again, maybe I have like some weird, like I only like music from other places because I love Ellie Golding. She's right. like my main. And then I've gotten really into K-pop in the last like two years. So right. it's like, yeah, I don't know. Well, I think it's, not for no I think it's just like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Like the, and I hate like, the more like we try to describe things, it feels like the more we're putting things in boxes. But yeah, I think about like very synth heavy bands or or almost borderline bordering on like electronica bands that are like out and like doing their thing today. And in my opinion, I don't think if we hadn't had bands like the Killers or yeah, people right. with more like electronic or synth heavy or, you know, incorporating those elements mm-hmm. and how they were at that time that it wouldn't be quite the same like landscape it is now for bands like i don't know i, I said walk the moon or maybe mm-hmm. even bands like churches shit like that that's mm-hmm. true because there is some level of like when i say like ellie golding that like is a little synthy in her music i feel like I, there's some other band, and i'm, I'm really grasping another right one now. i was thinking of oh that's Bastille i was very into for a minute and i i can't stand the sound of now for some reason and i don't know why it's got it got shoved down your throat so yeah. hard for that like two true. years straight. Yeah. It did because like then, they um, kind of took them over and was like cramming it down. But when they first came out, Bastille, I was like, "Fuck, this is like, what does this remind me of?" But when I think about like how synth driven, yeah. electronica, how kind of they're taking like a different approach to shit and collaborating collaborating with people, I'm like, this I is do like feel like uh, Heim in some ways makes me think of the Killers, and and I'm not sure why. I feel like vocally. There's something to their music that takes risk a little more, and it and it's like later, right. like Sam's Town almost, or like yeah. right. Brandon Flowers' solo efforts. I feel like it relates a little more to that, and I would say even um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, and so I'm gonna sound like a total fool now. But it's is it Troy Sivan? 
I think so. Oh yeah. That's how I say it. His latest album, I am very into, and I feel like there are. It's it's very much pop, but there are some of those influences in some ways that that resonate with it. So, not necessarily on a bigger picture level of like this whole genre is being like these artists are existing because of this, but in a sonic way, I feel like those bands for me are what I ended up listening to now Mm -hmm. because of the music I listened to that like there's certain things that are resonating between those artists that make sense to me. Right. Yeah. I could definitely see that. I was, I would be interested to see if like the 1975 have ever referenced the killers. Yeah. Wow. That's a good one. Or, um, imagine dragons. I, it was, a long time of thinking like these guys kind of sound like they're related to the killers before I realized that they recorded at Battleborn Studios oh. with the killers. Oh. They're uh, just behind Coldplay on bands that sound like the killers. Nice. Imagine Dragons. Is. Really? Coldplay just sounds like Rihanna to me now forever. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Casey calls, uh, takes a, Casey talks about Coldplay. Uh, that's an identity crisis in a band is what he's, I how, mean, he, how he describes Coldplay. That's fair. <laughs> their, their first probably, X and Y and all that shit through or parachutes. All the albums through it was maybe X and Y or maybe even the album. I rush the blood to the head. Yeah. I fuck with the, that album. The, the that whatever album Yellow's on, A Rush of Blood to the Head and X and Y are very significant, I feel like to me in terms of what I listen to. Mm-hmm. And everything after that is the Rihanna sound that I'm I like. One hundred percent agree. That's true. Because yeah. in my place is on there. The scientist is on it. Uh, There's Rush a warning the sign. <laughs> that shit was I, that's a here fucking for me. good song. Yeah. There is, um, you can always feel it when bands are approaching this like precipice of you twoing themselves. Yes. And <laughs> X and Y was that for yes. Coldplay. Fully. And, and I think, oh my um, God. I honestly think Aha Shake Heartbreak might have been that for the. Oh no! Yeah, and I, I, it's that's fair. Yeah, and no, when you're right. talking about that protective feeling that yeah. you get. A lot of that I do think comes from like ah, uh, now people are gonna dunk on them all the time. Yeah. Well, freaking. Well, I mean that you're 100 percent correct because I think after that album, Kings Leon kind of changed sonically, mm-hmm. and they got into like these very big, like anthemic, like yeah. stadium. They're yeah. starting to play the stadium, so they had to have sound that they thought could fill stadiums. Wait. And everyone gets yeah. so snarky about how you are trying to write a stadium song, but it's also like they are crying their way. Man, the killer shit the was just naturally big, though. Yeah, their that's sound what was just big that. organically. Thinking about um, all these things that I've done, mm-hmm. it's like it was meant to be played in a room full of people that are gonna join in with you. At that, I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier. Like it was made for that way. But there is something still that sounds somewhat intimate and I don't know if that's me projecting my feelings on it but there is, is something a little bit more intimate no, I mean the me. intro the in, you get into yeah, the intro and yeah. it's very yeah it is stripped okay. down it builds and then it builds to it. yeah yeah and Brandon Flowers is vocal just by its nature I feel like it's a lot more of that absolutely personal yeah. kind of feel because he does um you talked about the covers earlier he does a cover of Dire Straits's Romeo and Juliet yeah. it's like I don't know anyone else that would be able to pull that off right he okay, so the cover that I was kind of 
looking up online before this. Um, <laughs> it, it's one of my favorites that I still listen to, maybe even more than any of their like normal album songs, is Ruby Don't Take Your Love to Town. Oh, and it, so it's good. so unlike anything they do. But again, it's that vocal quality that kind of lends itself to working with a song like that. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, this is a country song. This is my favorite country song. Like, whatever. <laughs> it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Like, so I like I can put that on and mix it in with some Dolly and have a nice time. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, you're right. I mean, I think it's just something about the way that they structure their songs. And yeah, it's just kind of what I said earlier. Like they didn't feel it didn't feel like they were trying hard. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. It just felt like they were like making the music they made. And it wasn't just like, oh, we're going to like pack this shit out. And it's going to sound huge, man. Yeah. It was just the natural way that their shit came out. I will say, though, um, Day and Age and Onward, Day and Age only to an extent, but their more contemporary music has felt a little bit like that to me. And I think that's why I didn't get super into Battleborn. I didn't get super into Wonderful, Wonderful. I agree. I'm I'm like very early. And I like like Brandon Flowers' solo stuff. And I feel like he was trying to translate that into Battleborn a little bit maybe. And it didn't work as well for me as it did as him as a solo artist. I felt like I was halfway in on Battleborn and then just... After that, I was like, eh. Day and Age is about where I get off the, the killer's bus. Really? Personally. Okay. Me personally. I feel like I was so starved for new killer's music yeah, when Battleborn fair. came out that I you was were like, like, this shit is great. <laughs> she yeah. Was like, yeah. Right? And Rising Tide, I think, is like the standout song off of that record to me that lyrically, that's the other thing. Because Kings of Leon, love so much, but yeah. lyrically, kind of not there. Right. That's fair. Mm. And yeah, killers have depending on what it is, lines. yeah. Except for Are We Human or Are We Dancer? And I realize that's a Hunter S. Thompson reference yes. and like kudos, but after you hear it sung a to you a few times, times. yeah. <laughs> that's fine. It loses its potency. Well, and that's what I was wanting to really get into <coughs> next was, you know, um, we obviously are all invested to a different point in this band. <laughs> so kind of talk to that, like, Talk to your favorite album, you personally, and then maybe, I don't know if you have a top song or a top two songs, or even like, I like this album, like these songs, like that album, like these songs. Yeah. Like maybe like the top one or one to three songs that you think like, if someone had never heard The Killers and you wanted them to check out The Killers, they'd be like, check these out. Okay. So I, I have to say Hot Fuss because it was such a gateway album for me in many ways in, in terms of coming into my own musical taste as like a young teen. Um, and I feel like it was something that like came on slowly for me because I was really into Somebody Told Me. And the next song I got into, I remember specifically, I got into all these things that I've done in Mr. Brightside. And then I didn't really listen to the album for like maybe a year after mm-hmm. I've got I had it. And then I started getting more and more into it and and the whole album for me, it, it's one, I honestly have a hard time listening to albums straight through a lot of the time, which is, I feel like sounds very millennial and kind of grosses me out to have to admit <laughs> to, but there, there are, it's easy for me to be like, here's a billion songs that I love, right. but it's a lot harder for me. Like I probably have maybe a hundred albums total that I can listen to the album straight like cover through. cover to cover. Exactly. I feel you. And Hot Fuss was absolutely that for me and continues to be that way for me. And I think my favorite song from the album changes with my season in life. Right. Um, and then 
Samstown. I I think I forgot how much I love Samstown. It wasn't until maybe within like the last like nine months or something like that. And I think my husband like had a song randomly come on on his like Spotify daily mix or something mm-hmm. like that. And I knew every fucking word to it. I was like, holy shit, I forgot I was into this. And so I feel yeah. like recently I've had personally a revival with Samstown and and how good that album is for me. Um, when You Were Young, which I realized was the first single from it, is still probably one of my favorite songs from the album. Yeah. Samstown itself as a song is one of my favorites, but I will say I really like the Abbey Road version that's on Sawdust. Me too. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, nice pull. It's probably one that I go to more often in terms of just a singular killer song if I'm in the mood. Yeah. Um, but then Sawdust spoke to me a lot because a lot of those songs I had had these bootleg fucking crispy like mp3 like wait dot wave files like <laughs> that I had been listening to for years and then sawdust finally came out and I was like oh I can listen to and, and I can't remember is if uh all the pretty faces was on that or on Samstown. I think it's on sawdust but um like sawdust. that was one that I'd only had like shit live yeah, versions I of. I don't see it on the Samstown. Yeah, so yeah. that was like a deep cut that I think they had started playing maybe during like late Hot Fuss era and it didn't come out on Samstown and I was kind of disappointed about it and then it came out on Sawdust yeah. and I was like, fuck, yeah, <laughs> this is what I'm about, like whatever. Shit. So, And I think Ruby Don't Take Your Love to again, like a really good cover. I think that's on there. I will say maybe the most disappointing song for me of all of their songs. Oh, I didn't even ask this, but I want to hear this. Yeah, (laughs) is on Sawdust. I think it's Uncle Johnny. But there's there's supposed to be this trilogy. It just doesn't So that was on Samstown, too. Yeah. Was it on Samstown? Okay, so it wasn't on... Or it might have been on both. I don't... I think... Are you sure it's it's on on Samstown? I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so maybe it's Samstown then, not Sawdust. But I think... I think the legend has it that it's like the songs that were written as a trilogy were, I think it was Jenny was a friend of mine, Mm -hmm. Midnight Show, and Uncle Johnny. I think there's supposed to be some sort of trilogy, either thematically or something about the way they were written or whatever. And so to finally, it was like this mythical song. And again, it was one that I had like a shit, like live version where you could really only understand the chorus and that was it. And so when the like high def version, I had high res version of it came out, it it was quite disappointing for me. And I don't know why, or if I'd built up too much hype for it in my mind. I don't know. So that was my my like letdown song, but I don't know. So so those three albums, like going through Sawdust, which was right. B-Sides or whatever, yeah, were probably my favorite. Um, I am getting really into The Man, though, from their latest album, which I, I knew was The Killers. My husband mistook for an Arcade Fire song, and after Whoa. he said that, I was like, oh, I could fuck. See this it. is the Arcade Fire, maybe. It, like, I, I, I see that reference now, and I connect that band now more with the Killers. Number going eight back to our, on the yeah. similar artists. Um, which I don't know that I would have <laughs> connected them so much before, but... Um, they're right after they're very into that song right now. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny, because I never yeah. would have thought of it, but now that you say it... It really is. I didn't... Yeah. I'm the same. Until yeah. she, I saw it on here is the only reason I even knew, but that's, good, a, that's good what, shit. Whatever, that's why you're on kinda, this episode. It, <laughs> um, it reminds me of what, what's that? The, there's the Arcade Fire song Ready to Start is on one of their. Oh, I can't remember which album it is. And I'm trying to like even pull the album art to mine. Um, 
but I feel like it, like the man could fit into that album quite easily. Um, so that's kind of in my shit. Can't stay Brandon Flowers. Uh, wait, I think it's called can't, it's, is it can't stay. It's Brandon Flowers solo stuff. I don't want to like sing it out loud to get to the chorus part. Uh, I hate that when you can't remember the part you're yeah, trying to like, think of and you're like, ugh. Was it it's Flamingo or it's Desired Effect? It's Flamingo. It's okay. Flamingo. Um, that's the first one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can't Stay is kind of top tier. And I feel like that did lead into Battleborn a little bit. And there's songs that I mm-hmm. like from it, but there weren't. It, it, those are not that album. Day and Age, I do. I did kind of skip over Day and Age. I do like Day and Age a lot. And it's, again, I kind of forget about it and then I'll be like, oh fuck, I like all of this. Yeah. But then the two most recent albums are ones that I are not album like cover to cover albums for me. Okay. I feel so. I, I felt that. Yeah. I yeah. fuck with that one hundred percent. And it, they did so I'm trying to think their hiatus, I think, was after day and age. Correct. So there is yeah. a little bit of like a four year gap or in doing the solo stuff and coming back. Four or maybe four even. five. Yeah, because yeah. Battleborn was was it two thousand twelve <laughs> or thirteen? Twelve. Twelve, yeah. okay. Yeah. I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge. I'll have to give you a peek behind the curtain. I have this pulled up on my laptop. Yeah. Get it together. 2012? Like what? Like, 2012 actually, decidedly. Actually, guys, it was 2012. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't yeah. I didn't moderate a killer's forum. That's all I've got to say. Can yeah. I guess the month? Holy shit. I get which one? Battleborn? Uh-huh. Was it October? Let me see. Oh my god, it was. Yes. I remember right. yeah. October 2011. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know that's recorded October 20th. Oh. Released September 17th. Oh, oh, that, was, that was close. Thank you, guys. No, I saw October and I was like, holy fuck. And that would have been incredible. incredible. You were in line with them. You knew it, like that the energy when they recorded it. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm say? a musician. <laughs> <laughs> I connect with them on another level. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't know, like, Emily. Yeah. I'm really sensitive to Brandon's <laughs> energy and I can I mean, feel the creativity peaking. Honestly. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite record, probably Samstown. Yeah. For me. I'm really into Samstown. Man, yeah. It's like picking your favorite kid, probably. It You're is. Like, uh. And I read an article a while back that made me think that Brandon Flowers thinks of it that way too, because Dustland Fairy Tale is on day and age. And apparently there was like a little bit of a like some tension around that song making it on because it doesn't fit the rest of Day and Age's vibe. And Brandon Flowers was like, I just couldn't let go of Samstown. So here's this one random Samstown bit <laughs> in Day and Age. That makes he, sense, had, he had enough ego sure. or enough not ego to be like, I'll put this in. I like this song. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> maybe ego to his bandmates and not ego to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, we don't tour with them. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Probably, although I am very, very fond of Battleborn. I bought it on CD because that's, I feel like I understand why it's hard to listen to CDs all the way through unless you like throw away your aux cord. And I was driving back and forth from Texas to Oklahoma for pre-production for like months. And so I would just get a different record and listen to it make it happen that's the best way to that's the best way to listen to an album man when you literally can't change it you're like all right i guess i'm listening to this yeah like the old format cds but i really really liked that one and the energy but i do understand the critiques that people have of it i can yeah understand it so So, samstown was your favorite though yeah samstown but so sawdust was the first album you actually bought though that is true sawdust was the first 
album that I remember saving up my money for and specifically seeking out. And I'm sure there was a lot of 18s before that that I've just <laughs> blocked out something really horrifying. <laughs> The but Disney is, would soundtracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was talking about. <laughs> exactly. But that was the first one I remember really seeking out right. and buying it. What? What? So, what drew you to? Because it, it is like the like random singles and like B sides or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, what drew you to that over like getting Samstown or Hot Fuzz? It was just the one that had come out the most recently, recently. and oh. so that um, upon first listen to Sawdust. I was very surprised. Yeah. <laughs> like, I bet. I be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a mix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just like, this doesn't sound like the other ones. Yeah. But there are some really good, really, really self-aware songs on that too. Glamorous Indie Rock yes. and Roll. Which is, I, oh God, yeah. It's such an embarrassing song in like retros. It was so early in their career, like mm -hmm. pre-Hot Fuzz and then it didn't make it on a Hot Fuzz and it, yeah. it's such an embarrassing. Deep cut. Even, yeah, like even listening to it, you're like, <laughs> nice guys. <laughs> like you have to listen to it with irony, but it's, it's, yeah. right. It's yeah. not though, they also yeah. have a lyric on that record, take me to the place where the white boys yeah, dance. Yeah, take me to the place where the white boys oh, dance. Where they like the opening play. line too, right? Oh brother, that sounds I boring. fucking love that song for a minute. That, that was in my uh, All the Pretty Faces like, like, timeline where they were uh -huh. playing that, I think at, at shows and it was some new shit and I was just like, oh fuck, like this is the newness. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm into it, this is the hottest. That new new. Yeah. yeah, and so I was into that for a minute. Question for you. Yeah. How do you feel about the two that they snuck onto direct hits? Oh, but I don't remember which ones are on direct hit. I forget about direct hits because I was thinking about Sawdust. I didn't even yeah. think of that. Well, because like for the most part, it's just a compilation record. Yeah. But then there's, um, what is it, Just Another Girl and then Shot at the Night. I think I like Shot at the Night better, but <laughs> I don't know. They, I think, I think there was something in the fact that, and I think the reason why I like don't think of direct hits as much is because sawdust for me was so many of the songs that I had already downloaded and been listening to that yeah. it was like I had some level of like th there is like they are lower quality I I can say objectively listening to them now more removed from the fandom that uh, they're not the best there's a reason they didn't make them onto the full length <laughs> albums yeah and so for me those songs maybe resonate more just because of that and yeah the other two on direct hits I'm like eh, they're there they're songs they're fine yeah. but they didn't mm -hmm. like I don't have like a deeply spiritual emotion. Well, shot connection. at the night, the one you just referenced. Yeah, yeah, that's that's produced by Anthony Gonzalez, M eighty three. Oh produced shit! That. Okay, well, so wow. I was shook. I just pulled it that up, makes some and I was like, sense. shot at the night. I was like, Anthony Gonzalez. Yeah. And then I clicked on it, it was like M83, and I was just like, holy shit. That also really tracks looking back, yeah. but I never would have thought that. I know. That's crazy. That is, going back to our earlier. I'm shook. I am now, like, <laughs> is M83 like a band that That's exists what I was just now? thinking. Like, because uh, of ugh, the killer? Shooketh it, to the chorus. <laughs> oh my God. I literally am. But, but I am like, tangentially, like, is there any level of responsibility in terms of the killer success that led to M83. I don't know. Maybe there's probably, probably other bands symbiotic. like Daft Punk or some other shit that's Fair probably yeah. more important yeah. to a band like M83. That's but true. That there is like, yeah, there is this weird like no, you're right. connection that feels right. Man. And so I'm not surprised. That's crazy. I'm excited <laughs> to hear that. But I like super, I, like you were talking about, I was like, 
Oh, have, shit. I was like, I can't wait to tell them this. That's exciting. Um, have either of y'all ever listened to Song Exploder, the podcast? I, no. I haven't. It's really, really great. They just take one track and go through like every aspect of it with the artist. Oh, that's oh, with the artist. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, that's, that's dope. Nice you got to get Brandon Flowers on here, man. Yeah, and so they, the killers yeah. are on there. Um, oh, for let me call him. Rut, I believe, off of Wonderful, Wonderful, off Wonderful, Wonderful. I was like, yeah. why don't I know that one? Wonderful, right? Because yeah. the new album. Yeah, and it was <laughs> it was interesting yeah. hearing them talk about it and listening to like. All of the phases, because originally I think it was going to be a Brain and Flowers solo song. Oh, but uh, my favorite factoid from that episode yeah. was that Ronnie Venucci got a classical percussion major so degree. That's what the he early did? on shit. He allegedly, they were sneaking in, and he was on like, My Name Is Earl. Well, the yeah, more he looks, like, looks like that guy. No, no, no. Um, but. Where did, where did he go to school? He went to like University of Nevada or Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, 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 Las Vegas. So they were like sneaking into the band room and playing shit in the early days. I do <laughs> yeah. remember that bit because I, I did know he had the classical percussion degree through yeah. that. So it was very like he would. And I, I'm trying to remember which song. it. I think it's one of the songs that's on Sawdust, but it might just be a random B-side that's on something. Um, Brain of Flowers used to like call up Dave Kooning and he would just like sing songs on his voicemail and be like, this right. is a fucking idea that I have. Here you go, whatever. And so um, I did some light research to make sure I had my facts straight before this. And one of the things I was reading was like a review that was basically like, the killers were like, they were fine as performers, but they became a band when they got uh, Ronnie Venucci and Mark Stormer. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, oh shit. Were they like, the ones they found? I remember I watched the Live at Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they talked about he like someone posted a classified. Yeah, Dave. And they're like, Dave, here's the Dave. shit that I'm into, and that's yeah. like how like a lot of the band. And that's came how together. Brandon got connected to yeah. him. Yeah, that's bananas. Because yeah. he had just moved in that is back so cool. in the day. <laughs> the classified. Yeah. yeah, that's how yeah. Elton John and Bernie Toppin met each other. Really? Too. Isn't that crazy? Or oh, it was? Shit. Like, I can't remember if it was one of them posted it or if it was like a company it was like like a mutual thing that they both. Yeah. Found. But that's, that's cool. wild Damn. to me. That's how you get murdered. I do yeah. not play with anyone that I have not hung out with for more than like 24 <laughs> or like hours. Or like you've deeply right. stalked like their Instagram right. or some shit. Due oh, diligence. Yeah. Due diligence. Right? Yeah. But my favorite Ronnie thing from that episode was he was talking about doing an etude or something and mm -hmm. the older students were critiquing them. And afterwards, the guy was like, cool, 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 cool. But maybe do you hear yourself? Do you hear what you're doing with your mouth when you play drums? <laughs> and he was like, nothing. And he makes these horrible like yeah. grunting sounds. Yeah. yeah. And he was talking he, he about had, how they accept him in the killer. <laughs> well, and that's why he has these expressions. Keep that was like somehow. a thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Early on. Where, it's like the like, bass face in Haim. Exactly. Oh, that is yeah. So it real. was like this endearing thing that were like the fans were all like, look at his expression. And he always had these crazy <laughs> expressions when he would do stuff. Yeah. So oh, I do have to sneak in right now because if my mom, shout out to Pearl, does listen to this Pearly episode, Pearl. she <laughs> Took me to my very first concert, and it was the Killers concert. It was oh, when yay! they were. It was pearl the, is literally a pearl. Yeah, a, a you're a gem. jewel. Yeah, yeah, Jim. Um, so uh, yeah, I know it was at the. I was like again, probably 14 years old, because I think That's I think awesome. maybe if I'd about by like a year later, I think I was going to shows by myself because I had friends that could drive and everything, and my mom took me and my best friend to see them. She totally like mom walled behind it. I was like, <laughs> I was. 
an anxious like wreck at that point where I was like, we have to be there 400 hours early. I have to be person. Like we were on the rail at the fucking show, like at yeah. the very front of it. Cause I was like, I will see Brandon flowers. We will make our spiritual connection. Like yes. he will know my support of him. And so, yeah, no, my mom took us to the first concert. She definitely made like the mom wall to make sure people didn't crush us or right. perverts didn't touch us. And so yeah, that thanks, was, Pearl. Yeah, God bless you, Pearl. Pearl. Did they leave the house lights on during Mr. Brightside at that point? No, they did on the Battleborn tour, and it was very cool, very jarring. When yeah, because we were like in the third row up, and yeah. I was like, they, I think they can see me, and I'm gonna mess up a lyric, and it's gonna ruin they're Brandon gonna Flowers. Yeah, they're gonna nice. they just shake their yeah. head as they're singing. Yeah. Like, this song has been out for so Did many you years. Don't know like, do you mind? <laughs> do you have internet access? Go ahead, get pull your shit it together. For Sidebar you for the like deep cut fans or whatever. The <laughs> Mr. Brightside video. There is one that was made that was released in the UK before the one we're all familiar with, where it's like the weird, right, vintagey Moulin Rouge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. um yeah, no, there, it's like a black and I think it's shot in all black and white. I don't think any of it's in oh, color. And it's just the band performing style. and there's it's this thing broody. with like a card motif in it. It's a uh, I'm into it. Brandon Flowers was looking nice at that time. He appealed to my <laughs> nice, like nice, nice, 15 nice. year old sensibilities. So solid. I had that's no a good idea. video. So there is another video <laughs> for it. But yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I remember it. So we had scheduled pickup at the high school the next day and I hated my husband at this point I thought he was the worst person. at the time it wasn't her husband no he, he was he was just a person that I went to school with and so when we had started our freshman year of high school he was shorter than me and his voice hadn't changed and he was irritating and so we came back on schedule pickup day and apparently Brian had also been at the killers concert and so we came to schedule pickup wearing the same shirt oh, from the concert. Star and he was lovers. fucking taller mm -hmm. than me at that point. And I was like, this little shit comes in here taller than me wearing my shirt. Like he fucking knows me. Like I was mad. That's I was mad about it. it. It was embarrassing. I was like, how, how dare he steal my thunder to wear the same outfit as me? Whatever. So just saying I like the killers before Brian in case anyone had <laughs> it's any on Ron record here. Yeah. That is yeah. So, so funny. he doesn't listen to any of this shit, but yeah, uh, that's okay. He doesn't love us enough. It's fine, but it's, um, it's okay. Yeah, no. Well, anyway, my favorite killer today. songs are, yeah. uh, I'm just kidding. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, kidding. go for it. Let's get in. Um, okay. So probably here, this is how I'll do it. I have three songs that I've picked that are like my three favorite songs that oh. I could show someone from each album. Like this is my song on this album on the first three albums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Micah. That's we we had to have Micah here to I know, represent to get the, the later half of the discography. Like, honestly, I was a little worried about that. Like, um, on my way here where I was like, same. Oh no. What if, what if we're all just talking about the first album? Like that's the <laughs> shit. That's so hot fuss. The song that I'm showing to someone is definitely Smile Like You Mean It. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that, that song. That one resonates especially as an adult. Especially because like, like when it, the fade, mm -hmm. just the doom, 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 doom. That fucking fade in, I'm like, this energy. is epic, baby. Yeah. yeah. So if I was going to show someone Hot Fuss, I would show them Smile Like You Mean It. Solid choice. If I was going to show someone Sam's Town, I would uh, show them my favorite, personal favorite song, Read My Mind. Okay. That's solid. That's also. a good one. That's yeah. a great one. Actually, like, that's my favorite song. But the two songs I was between were Bones and yeah. Read My Mind because I love yeah. Bones too. 
Bones is Bones good. Is, I forget Bones about Bones. Bones is such Bones. a freaky music video, it but I'm is. about it. It's a creepy song, too. Yeah, it, it is. Really is. Yeah. Your, put your bones on my bones. Well, I feel like inherent. I, I don't think the song has to be inherently like that, but the video with it m- yeah, takes it to that, that next level. literal like, level where yeah. you're like, oh, fuck, I don't know about that. I don't want my bones <laughs> on anyone's bones. Like, like, you good? Yeah, yeah, like... Going okay. Put a layer of fat between us and like <laughs> call it a day. Some skin, maybe. Um, in day and age, the world we live in. I love that song. This is the world that we live in. I feel myself getting tired. Oh, that's a like. I like that song. That's a sensitive boy song. Not in like a bad it's way. It's me. It's me. It's <laughs> what it, I really. It's me. <laughs> um, so those are the three songs that I would show people. With, of course, read my mind. Being my favorite song by the Killers, just because I like that song. <clears throat> I am looking um, up. I like feel like I didn't give enough love to Day and Age. It's good. I feel like there is no a Day and Age is good. Humans. It. Uh, it was a human on that one. Humans. Um, Spaceman's a good one. Spaceman Space might be my one. favorite. It's Whoa. a. It's a yeah, little we're bit. synced up there for a second. That was crazy. Nice. We. Uh, I remember my sophomore year of high school. We had to pick a, like. A song is what mm. the word is that I was looking yeah. for. So frantically, pick a, yeah, the music. Those things I write, <laughs> right? We would pick a song and analyze the lyrics, and I picked Dustland Fairy Tale. So I do. Oh, really? Uh, that's kind of dope. Like that one. Even well, though it's basically well, that's what. Oh, yeah. that's, I was feeling the same way though. I was like, Brandon, yeah. let's not let Good. that go. <laughs> um, man, that's. A, I, I was trying to figure out a way that we could do something like oh. that to where we could gush about like our favorite songs. Mm-hmm. You got feelings? I can't say, I said Can't Stay was one of his single songs. That's on Day and Age. That is song it? is my fucking oh, okay. shit. Yeah. I don't even know. How dare you, Emily? You don't like that one? No, I don't know it. I was oh, you don't know. Oh. No, no, it's mic. good. It's good. It's definitely got like a little, <laughs> it's got more of the vibe of his solo stuff. And I think okay. that's probably why I like it and relate it so much. Because I think there's, there's, another song or two on his first solo album that I very much connect with Can't Stay that I kind of listen to all three of them at the same time a yeah. lot. And that's why, I think that's why I connected it. But Day and Age, Can't Stay, I Can't Stay is the full song. Okay. It, it's um, It's got this weird, like, kind of what I imagine, like, a, like a weird club in, like, Florida, but <laughs> circa, the mo- circa the movie The Birdcage is what I imagine the vibe being. I don't know why. That's my specific aesthetic. <laughs> that's a, that's your pool. If that's your pool. That's your pool. You don't yeah. have to explain yeah. it. No, it's very specific, and I appreciate that. Um, on the topic of music videos that are unsettling, have you guys seen the music video for Can't Deny My Love? No. I have not. It is the stuff of nightmares. Uh, nightmare fuel? Yeah, it's creepy. There's like some possession going on. There is some muck duck in it. It is. There's a lot oh. happening. Well, <laughs> I know what I'm watching later tonight, but yeah. also like kind of on. like. Uh, it's really, I've really oversold yeah. the freakiness of it, but yeah. it was up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you now, I yeah. really like shot that over, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be me with my like Chipotle leftovers in the dark, like, oh shit, I'm right. ready now. Like, <laughs> this bitch was right. I yeah. will Creepy. say, yeah, Zach and I watched it together and normally he does not get rattled very easily. <laughs> he was razzed. Yeah, and he was a little flustered. That's he was funny. shaken by it. Yeah. I, yeah. uh. So I think to close, I think it would be a cool way to um, kind of tie it in a bow. We've kind of talked about it a little bit, especially with like talking about like the influence 
that they had and especially the, uh, you know, how, how they've affected our lives and things like that. Um, let's talk about a band or maybe even specifically a song or album, some sort of something that you think people should check out if they like the killers. I honestly think I'm going to go classic rock and say super tramp. It's a reach, but <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into it. There's sure. a similar amount of like bravado to it and also the use of synth. And I, th- I think that's what I'm going to go with. I think. It's your suggestion. Yeah. You don't have to justify it or yeah. feel like it's not good. Yeah. If you don't agree with me, just don't talk to me about what it. What makes you, I'm I mean, sensitive. I will ask specifically, yeah. what do you think it is that you're like, that you think people will like about that, that like the killers? Honestly. It's like a similar sonic sound or what? It's like saying the same thing twice. Okay. Sonic sound. Yeah. Sonic sound. I know. We've um, said sonic like four <clears> times. It's <laughs> I, I think it's the swagger on the vocal. The swagger on the vocal, but like with kind of still an interesting vocal, not your Caleb Followell. <laughs> but the yeah. But don't Oklahoma. That sounded very spot That's on. how he sounds. I mean, yeah. that's how he sounds. That and just like there's so much quirkiness in the musicality that's still pretty mainstream. Well, and I think, I think especially, I will say some accurate comparisons early on. I do think Brandon Flowers is maybe intentionally singing in a way that was reverential to the bands that influenced him Mm -hmm. on Hot Fuss. And I feel like every album after that, his vocals have opened up a lot. And there is, especially like day and age onward, I think there is almost like a level, cheese is not the right word. Like there is almost, it's not cheesiness necessarily, but there is a level of like, maybe bravado is right in saying that, but there, there is kind of this unapologetic like, Fullness or fullness kind of implies something else, but but there is something about it. Yeah, he just um, like goes he goes all for in. it all out and, yeah. it, and and kind of belts it out. And I I think in that way, there's something to that. I think where I see the super tramp connection a little bit, yeah. where I'm like okay. the it's like the unapologeticness of it. Yeah, the, like the unencumbered, like a this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, if you like it, it's cool. But if not, like, I'm not going to change what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm not going to cry about it. Right. That's, I think, what I'm going to stick with. Maybe I just want to talk about Super Tram next time. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I think we accept that. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, In terms of, like, a singular thing, I would say, I, so my initial answer is probably... Mm. Block Party, for some reason, is what I want to say. And I think because their sound was maybe closer to the Killers and they were of the same era and doing a similar yet different thing. But that's very specific to Hot Fuss, I think. If, right. if you're in a Hot Fuss, that's I think Block Party is kind of a route to take. I will say um, TV on the radio maybe a little bit for me. Much later I got into them instead of... Uh, at the same time that I was in these other bands, they're another one that I feel like has kind of a similar, like in terms of what they're inspired by and how they come up with their sound. I feel like it, it is not unsimilar to the killers. I would say it is worthwhile to look back at older artists, even anyone from like David Bowie to like Depeche Mode to Mm -hmm. Elton John. I feel like there is value in looking back at those artists 
Elton John. I, like, Solid pull. Well, because, and, and, and he came he, up earlier too. Yeah. yeah but, but I do think he has some of that unapologetic. It's not cheesiness. It's not necessarily, it, it's unapologeticness when you get to the level of the killers. Mm-hmm. But like for him, there there is kind of this like, just singing a song in like this. Yeah. Like an earnesty. Uh, yeah, like in an earnest way that I think authenticity to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that I think is similar to Brandon's vocal. Yeah. Quick side note on that yeah. also is I don't know if y'all have listened to the new cover records that Elton John's people have been releasing, but yes. the killers did Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatters. Yeah. Oh, and really? it, it, it is good. So good. Wow, that is yeah. like a really cohesive pull then. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. I Emily. didn't even think about well, it. Because, you because got a I, promotion. I was, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, I was thinking very literally coming into this. And when you said Super Tramp, I was like, wait a second. Hold up. I thought I mean, too literally about this. There are yeah. some options to be pulled. We're on so. the same page yeah, here. We feel it. Well, she no, didn't hate like that for sure. Especially like, because. I don't know if there's just like I think of songs like Benny and the Jets mm-hmm. and it's like how melodic the instrumentation is. Yeah. Like I remember that part of the piano like that shit sticks out to me to this day. And I'm yeah. like, oh, and that's kind of in a way like I remember some of the melodies for like uh, like the, the intro to On Top. Oh yeah! I'm like, oh yeah, this that shit sticks out. Like I know yeah. that shit off the bat, and I'm like, yeah. oh, it's just kind of like similar to that yeah. how melodic yeah. the instrumentation is. Forgot That's about true. that song. That's a good one. Yeah, it's just a shimmy and a shake. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now I'm like, I, now I'm like questioning that when I mentioned the like trio of songs earlier. Now I'm like, was it on top, not Midnight Show? But I'm pretty sure it was Midnight uh, Show. I think Uncle Johnny is the one that's a singular because that one's written about Brandon's uncle. No, that that one is the one that I'm confident like was supposed really? to go with one of the other ones. Huh. Who's to know? Yeah. Who's to tiff? Who's to to know? But uh, yeah. That's funny. No. Man. I feel like there was a little bit of trivia related to that that I wanted to like share and now I can't remember. <sighs> oh. Here Shit, it is. in the hot bus era when you would go to the shows, he would always introduce Andy or a star as um Andy was a friend of mine. Like Jenny was a friend of mine, oh. and that was some like huh. next level shit that I like what knew about before I went to the show that I was yeah. like waiting for, and I was like, I'm seeing it happen. <laughs> Whatever. That honestly so. might be in my top songs too. Another one I forgot about. Andy, Andy you're on top. Star. Andy, you're Andy, you're a star. I'm mixing all the Jenny, songs together. Andy gets a shot at the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it's good, but I. uh I have to admit, I pulled more of a contemporary thing that I thought people would like. I don't know. It's just funny because, like, you never, it's like the egocentrism of it is that you don't ever think that people perceive music the same way that you perceive music. Mm -hmm. But to me, something that I thought was really good that I thought, you know what? I like the Killers, especially kind of like that hot fuss pull. Um, Something that I thought is something that people would like if they liked hot fuss is, uh, Julian Casablanca's first solo album, oh, Phrases yeah. for the Young. Oh, yeah. That's uh, a good specifically, one. 11th Dimension, that mm-hmm. song. Very synthy, very pop. Um, yeah. I don't what's know. The, Something about that song really reminds me of like the shit on Hot Fuss for sure. I don't want to ruin the gravity of what you just said, but what's <laughs> the. There's a Julian Casablanca song where he's with Lonely Island, and honestly, I'm oh, about yeah. that song, and it has similar energy too. What <laughs> is that? No, you're right. I can't remember which they one. They did it a was. video. 
<laughs> but yeah, they did a video for it. But yeah. Oh so, yeah. What was up, it? Uh, Lonely what a Island funny reference. Get yourself. Yeah. Right. It's good. Huh? Andy Samberg. Yeah, that's the Andy oh, Samberg yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's another one. I yeah. keep yeah. leaning away from the mic when I'm embarrassing myself. Like, like oh, the one without Andy. Is that Andy People can be like, what the fuck she saying? That Samberg fellow. Yeah, it was the Samberg fellow. That's mine. I mean, that's just something that I liked when that came out. Um, yeah. Because I was always super into the Strokes. Yeah. And um, we we maybe didn't get into the Strokes enough in terms of the significance that they and the Killers played oh, in yeah. terms of the genre yeah. and, and being <clears throat> American side of that. Yeah. For sure. That's what. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in their episode. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or Kings of Leon's episode, because all anyone ever wants to do is lump them in with the strokes. True. Really? They're like they're yeah, like the southern, the southern strokes, strokes is how oh, they describe. I like so full because I so fully disassociate I disassociate the band that happened like from Sex is on Fire onward that like now I'm like, well, they don't fit in with that at all. And like the early shit, I'm like, hmm. that was different. Well, come around sometimes a good album, but okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, no, we'll get into that. I'm waiting on the Kings Leon one. I got to find the right people for that one. You're yeah. waiting. He's waiting for like a solstice. It's I mean, that's my so favorite. For him. It's like that <laughs> selfish thing. It's hits. like, that's yeah. my favorite band. So I got to like yeah. really have some people that give a fuck about them as much as I do. Yeah. We didn't make that. So. Hey, I didn't say that yet. You said that. I didn't <laughs> say that. I will only, I will talk about four kicks till, <laughs> till, till that, I can talk, home. yeah, I can talk about that one song <laughs> exhaustively, but the rest of it, I'm just That's like, funny. it's nice. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming out and taking the time to chat about the killers with me. Yeah. I'll drink to that. Shout out us. again. Yeah. Shout out so again to Vanessa House. Yeah. Taking a drink here, the t-shirt company. Yeah. Um, real quick, why don't you tell people where they can follow you on social media and all that good stuff, Emily? Um, Honestly, you should probably follow my design studio. Our content is a little more legit. It's toast. <laughs> it's at Toast Oklahoma on everything. Um, and then if you want to follow me personally, it's more of the boring, unfiltered shit. And it's at the underscore Emily Smart. And that's on Instagram and Twitter and all of that good stuff. So perfect. Yeah. Mine is all lumped in together because I'm not very professional, but it's all <laughs> Micah Young, and that is M I K A H Y O U N G. Yeah, get it right, nice. get it tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spell that Micah right. Yeah, don't give me a C. <laughs> I don't want that C. They? I don't need God that C. Yeah. <laughs> well, and as always, guys, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T U N E S slash T O O N S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.